Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This week, I'm going to continue our series about inner healing and deliverance and some things that we might need to do to clear the way for breakthrough and promises to rush forth that we have been standing for and praying for. So this week, I want to talk specifically about soul ties. What are they? What can they look like? And how to break them? Soul ties can come in two forms. There are good, godly soul ties, and there are negative, ungodly soul ties. So what is a soul tie? A soul tie is a knitting together of two souls that can either bring tremendous blessings in a godly relationship or tremendous destruction when made with the wrong person. So an ungodly soul tie can bring destruction and negative things, and a godly soul tie will bring you blessing. So what are some signs of a godly soul tie? We have a biblical example of a godly soul tie where David, King David, and Jonathan meet. Now, David wasn't the king yet, but he'd already been anointed as the next king. And Jonathan was Saul's son. But it says in the Bible that as soon as they met, their souls were knit together in a brotherly love. So that is an example of a godly soul tie. They had a healthy, godly relationship. They were like brothers. Jonathan took care of David, and David took care of Jonathan and his family. Even after Jonathan passed, David took care of Jonathan's son. So we see blessing in that relationship. We see a healthy, godly connection. Biblically, we also have examples of ungodly soul ties. So... I'm going to dive into what a godly soul tie can look like first. I gave the example of David and Jonathan. This would be a healthy relationship. This could look like a friend that you're really close to and you're so close that you just know when something's off with them and you call them to check on them. Or maybe you think about them and they call you that day. Or maybe, you know, you're so close that you have inside jokes and can kind of communicate across a room without saying a word. That would be an example of a godly soul tie, where it's healthy, positive, loving communication, the relationship's healthy, it has blessings and benefits coming from it, but there's also this connectedness. So the soul is your mind, your heart, your will, and your emotions and thoughts. That's what makes up the soul. So when you have a soul tie, those things can become connected with that person. So a godly soul tie looks like those things. The person that you can have a conversation with with your eyes without ever saying a word. The person that you can communicate with across the room. The person that when you think about them, they call. That kind of a thing. Or you just feel the need to pray for them and then they tell you what's going on and vice versa. That's a godly soul tie. It brings blessing. It brings health. You are there for each other in positive, healthy ways. There's no negativity. Now, we also see an example in the Bible of a destructive, ungodly soul tie when we see Samson and Delilah. So Samson was immediately drawn to Delilah, but not only was Delilah not a godly connection, not one of his people, did not believe in God, 
Delilah was actually trying to take Samson down, but he was drawn to her and they had sexual relations and he was so attached to her with an ungodly soul tie that she actually convinced him to give up his anointing. She basically convinced him to tell her how they could get around his anointing. And that was after she had already proven to him that she was untrustworthy when he did not tell her the first few times. So we see that that is an example of an ungodly soul tie. It was very destructive. It took Samson away from his purpose. It was abusive. She actually worked with other people to take him down. In the end, they had him tied up and they were ready to really take him down. So that's destructive. That's unhealthy. Ungodly soul ties can form in relationships with the wrong person. They can form in abuse, especially, and even in toxic friendships. But it, it could be just any ungodly thing that was experienced with that person can cause a soul tie and a negative ungodly soul tie at that. So what are some symptoms of ungodly soul ties? We talked about what godly soul ties can look like and how that's normal and healthy, but ungodly soul ties take on negative characteristics generally. So what does that look like? That looks like a preoccupation with the other person or them with you. Constantly thinking about that person kind of the obsessive circular thinking, like maybe a thought comes up, but it won't go anywhere. It just spins and spins. Behavior that can go with this, like I said, obsessiveness, like you are obsessed with them or they are obsessed with you. You can't get your mind off of that spin cycle, so to speak. Jealousy comes with ungodly soul ties. Possessiveness comes with ungodly soul ties. Manipulation and control comes with ungodly soul ties. And as I said, they happen in abusive relationships and they also happen with friendships that are toxic. And it's an idol. It's basically creating an idol out of the person. It's like trying to get needs provided for by that person instead of God. This can happen when people get into relationships with the wrong motives, having needs met, that they really actually should be meeting on their own or with the Lord, but they get into these relationships to meet the needs. They or you or I, you know, we've all had ungodly soul ties at some point in our lives that needed to be dealt with. So people can get into relationships for the wrong reasons and with the wrong motives and create them. And if someone enters a relationship with extreme insecurity, then that person that they're with can actually take the place of God. And it replaces their need for God in, those li- in their lives and in those areas. That's why it becomes like an idol. So that is how an ungodly soul tie can present itself in those negative forms. So now you know what they look like and what they are. How do we go about dealing with them? Now, I'm just going to share a story because I gave some symptoms, but I didn't talk about what they can cause. Ungodly soul ties can actually keep you from having healthy attachments with the right people because they keep you attached to the wrong people. And to be fair, you can actually have ungodly soul ties with people that are still supposed to be a part of your life. Like you can have godly soul ties with parents, your own parents, or with your children, 
but you can also have an ungodly soul tie with a parent or child. So when we break soul ties, especially when we're dealing with relationships that are actually healthy and positive in our lives, they bring good things, they bring blessing, but maybe there's just something that's not quite right. It might be that we formed an ungodly soul tie from one incident in one area, and what needs to happen is that you break that negative ungodly one, and you just strengthen the good ones. But why is it so important to break ungodly soul ties? A lot of the time we see ungodly soul ties manifest in really unhealthy, abusive relationships. And in secular terms, they can be considered a trauma bond. And a trauma bond is basically where you bond with someone that's actually harmful and destructive for you. So people that have soul ties that are ungodly negative soul ties might feel stuck in a relationship or not see a way out or even just have trouble untangling their mind, their thoughts, their emotions, their will from this person. For example, someone might know, I know that this isn't healthy for me. I don't feel safe. Everyone says it's unhealthy. I've seen these negative manifestations happen, but I still feel drawn to this person. I still feel addicted to this person. When I leave or when they leave, I miss them. And I don't know why I know I shouldn't, but I do. That would be a mega red flag saying, wait, there's a soul tie that needs to be broken. That would be an example of a negative ungodly soul tie that needs breaking because that soul tie is actually keeping that person stuck in an unholy, ungodly connection. I actually had a dream over a year ago now where I was helping two people. They had been in abuse, two separate people, and they had both been telling me, about their abusive relationships and they both knew in this dream that it wasn't right that things weren't good that they needed out the one person said they knew it wasn't good they knew they needed out but they didn't know how to get out the other person said i know i need out i don't want to be with them anymore i know it's not safe but when i get out i miss them and i end up going back and i don't understand it well, both situations can deal with ungodly soul ties because ungodly soul ties can actually tie up our minds and keep us from seeing the truth clearly. And actually, when someone has a soul tie with you, they can actually use it as a way to control your mind and emotions. Crazy, right? But because you've allowed them into that intimate place where soul can be entangled, they can actually control your mind and emotions because you've allowed them in. So your soul represents, again, your mind and your heart and your will, meaning your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. So when you get entangled with an abusive or destructive person, with the wrong person, they can actually create soul ties for the purpose of controlling you because if they can create a soul tie with you they can mess with your mind they can mess with your emotions and they can control you on some level they can even mess with your will and try to keep you stuck through that control this is why it is so important to break soul ties there might be an easy way out now, I realize that getting out of abuse can be really difficult. There are often a lot of entanglements, but it's a lot harder to think clearly when your mind and your heart or your, your thoughts and emotions are tangled up with someone who's trying to control you. And if you've allowed that soul tie to be there, then you've allowed 
for some sort of control. So we need to break that so that you can gain your will and your emotions and your mind back for yourself. You were not made to be controlled. And you want to break the destructive patterns that go along with ungodly connections. So in this dream, I told these two people that I was helping that I knew what we could do. We could break the soul tie and they wouldn't be drawn to this person. And the one who said they would miss them when they left started crying. And I said, don't worry. When you break ungodly soul ties, you're just breaking all of the wrong stuff off so that you can be safe and happy and healthy and live free. And it can enable you to see clearly the truth, not be controlled anymore, and even see the way out. So that's why it's important. That is what they are. I have a mentor, Michelle Passy, who says that when she has broken soul ties in the past, she always looks at her part, how she played her part in creating the ungodly soul tie and why she ended up with it and how it ended up the way it was. Now, I know we've talked about abusive relationships, but soul ties can form in any number of relationships. It's not always just an intimate relationship. Some people think that soul ties only form when you have sexual relations with people. They do form when you have sexual relations with people, but that's not the only way. A soul tie can form with a coworker. It can form with a friend. It can form in ministry situations. It can form with family members, brother, sister, mother, father, child. Soul ties can form with any people. And again, you know, you have godly soul ties, but then there are ungodly ones. So we want to break all those ungodly soul ties so that we don't get stuck in unhealthy, unholy, destructive patterns. And we don't want to be stuck with the wrong people. That includes toxic friendships and abusive relationships. So Michelle says she always wants to look at how she ended up with it. How did she play her part? What did she do to allow that in? Again, it can come through insecurity. It can come through not being in a great place when you've met that person and seeking for needs to be filled by that person in some way or another and vice versa. Because really we need to be able to one, take care of ourselves and two, allow God to care for us. And it's not to say that in relationship there isn't a give and take because there is. But when we get into relationship for the wrong motives or it fills a gap that God should be filling, that's when there's a problem. And when we're vulnerable in those ways, people that are abusive and toxic tend to target and actually prey upon those vulnerabilities. And again, they will create soul ties for the purpose of controlling you. So you just want to be aware and break them. So how do we break them? First of all, like Michelle said, she wants to look at her part. So what does that look like? First off, we want to repent. We want to repent of creating the ungodly soul tie. So we just say, Lord, I repent. I'm going to say that XYZ is who this ungodly soul tie was created with. God, I repent of allowing this ungodly soul tie to be created with XYZ. I repent of every part that I played in creating this ungodly soul tie with XYZ. I break it now. I come out of agreement with this ungodly soul tie. I renounce this ungodly soul tie with XYZ. I renounce it. I come out of agreement with it. And I break it in the name of Jesus Christ. 
and I apply the blood of Jesus Christ to this, and I thank you, God, that you are the one who sets me free and breaks all ungodly soul ties off of me. And I thank you, God, for breaking this ungodly soul tie with X, Y, Z off of me now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So it's that simple. We repent of it. We repent of our part in it. We repent of it being created. And my mentor, Michelle Passy, has also said, actually, that even if a child experienced abuse and it wasn't their fault at all, you still want to start with repentance. It might feel weird. It might feel backwards. But they might have come into agreement somehow with the dynamic in that relationship over time because they didn't know any better. So you still want to repent. So the first step is repentance. The second step is renouncing it and coming out of agreement with it. Renouncing and coming out of agreement are kind of the same thing. You could consider them two steps as well. And then the last part is breaking it and asking God to come in and break it completely off in the name of Jesus Christ. You can break it yourself in the name of Jesus Christ. You can also ask God to come in and get rid of any of the residue of it and wash you clean. And then the last thing that you want to do is call every piece of yourself that they took from you that belongs to you back to yourself. And you want to send back every piece of them that came from them that belongs to them back to them. So you call back the pieces of yourself and you send back the pieces of them and ask for his forgiveness. The beauty is that God has already forgiven us. Jesus Christ did it on the cross. We just have to receive his forgiveness and his deliverance by repenting and renouncing the things that are not of God. And when we do those things, he gives us fresh and new freedom. So as I mentioned, blessings can pour out when you break ungodly soul ties. Places that you may have felt stuck before you can get unstuck. Now, I've heard a friend share about how in abuse, sometimes the soul ties can be a little stickier and it can almost be more like they were knotted and it can take a little more work. So you might have to break soul ties more than once and go through the process more than once. It's also important, I know in previous episodes, we talked about judgments, bitter root judgments and bitter root expectancies. So if you feel the need to break soul ties multiple times, you will likely need to ask yourself, and I recommend doing this anyway, you want to ask yourself, were there any judgments that came from that soul tie? Is there any unforgiveness related to that soul tie? Because if those things are tangled up in it, it could be harder to break, whereas it could easily be a severing if those things are not involved. So you want to deal with those things as well. You want to ask God if there were any judgments related to that ungodly soul tie. You want to ask if there were any bitter root expectancies related to that ungodly soul tie. And you want to ask if there's any unforgiveness that could be keeping you stuck at all because of that ungodly soul tie. And if he reveals anything to you, just ask the Holy Spirit, see what pops up. Don't think, don't think, just let him speak. If there's a thought that pops up in your mind, pay attention to that. If there's a word that comes to your mind, pay attention to that. Maybe you see a flash of a picture. The Lord is good to reveal when we ask him. So that is what you want to do. You want to deal with those things. But again, you may have to break it a few times, especially if this is a person that you've been very entangled with and it's been really hard 
to get out. You may have to do it a few times. And I would also suggest that you ask if there are any specific lies that you came into agreement with related to that ungodly soul tie. Because what you want to do is renounce that lie as well. And you want to divorce yourself from the lie and come out of agreement with it completely. So this is a process sometimes, but it can also be pretty instantaneous. People can experience immense freedom after breaking a soul tie. And those places where you may have felt stuck or not known how to have healthy boundaries and not known how to get yourself out of a toxic environment, you can suddenly feel the freedom to do those things. And you also have more freedom in your thoughts, in your emotions, to focus on the plans and purposes of God. Because when your mind and your heart is caught up in anxiety or emotion or fear or any sort of emotion related to an ungodly soul tie where it becomes this obsessive thing, it's hard to think about anything else. It's hard to do anything else. It's hard to walk in purpose. And as we said at the beginning, it becomes destructive. So when you cut off these ungodly soul ties, you are actually breaking that destructiveness on your life. You're clearing up your thoughts. You're clearing up your emotions. And you're giving yourself the freedom to focus on the things that God is calling you to. So there are all sorts of blessings that can come from them. Now remember, we can have godly soul ties too, but you will see the fruit of them. The godly soul ties will be healthy, positive connections. There will not be obsessiveness. There will not be jealousy. There will not be preoccupation. They will not turn you away from God. They're going to bring you closer to the Lord. They're going to be blessings to you. You're going to be connected in healthy ways. But when it is ungodly, you will see the negativity come out with preoccupation, spinning thoughts or emotions about this person, feeling the need to talk in circles, jealousy, possessiveness, manipulation, and control, obsessive thinking, obsessiveness. And it might not be you that is experiencing those things internally. It could be the other person. There will generally be some mental, emotional preoccupation, but the other person might be extremely controlling. You're not, but they're manipulating and controlling. You might not be jealous, but they are. So you want to recognize the fruit and cut off all the bad fruit by cutting off all ungodly soul ties. I hope that was helpful. I hope that blessed you. And even that right now, as we've discussed this, you are actually thinking about things that you might need to deal with. Now, I will say, too, that if you have an ungodly soul tie with someone, that they might show up in your dreams. Dreams, though, you can have dreams about people you have godly soul ties with, but if they're repeated nightmares, there's going to be an ungodly soul tie there, probably one that's keeping you stuck. But also, if you are thinking about someone from your far past that did not treat you well, maybe maybe you've already gotten out of a toxic or abusive situation, and it's far in your past, so you haven't felt stuck in that way. But every now and then, these people creep up in your dreams, or it seems to affect other things. That is a sign that there is still an ungodly soul tie, that even though that person isn't actively in your life, they're actually still causing problems in your life because it was a toxic situation and you haven't broken the soul tie. So we get freedom 
when we break the ungodly things off. So I hope that encouraged you and that you again are coming up with some areas. Wait, that makes me think of this situation. I could experience breakthrough here. I want to leave you with this final thought. Breakthrough is yours through Jesus Christ. Deliverance is yours through Jesus Christ. Freedom is yours through Jesus Christ. And healing is yours through Jesus Christ. We just need to embrace it. And doing this kind of work is part of embracing that. Have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you next week. Blessings! Where do you begin when you're